Welcome to Insider's View. Over 1,700 of our fellows and members selflessly offer the time, energy and skills enthusiastically to the work of the college. These roles range from examiners and committee members to AXA leads and AAC assessors. To highlight these roles further and to provide you with a true taste of what they involve, we started regular Insider's Views interviews for the bulletin last year. In this issue, I'll be interviewing Dr. Gunji Dua, a consultant anaesthetist at Guy's and St. Thomas's Hospital in London. Amongst her numerous initiatives, um, she has developed and leads the TAP Academy practice course for postgraduate nurses for King's College London. She was the lead in planning and leading multidisciplinary training for all anaesthetists and theatre staff at Guy's and St. Thomas's Hospital during the COVID-19 pandemic and is the founder and course director for the renowned Guy's Advanced Airway course, which hosts about 350 international delegates every year. Welcome. Hello, Dr. Dua. Good morning, and really, thank you for this opportunity. It's a pleasure. Um, well, before we um, delve into your role as clinical content lead, um, I thought maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. Um, you're involved in so many wonderful initiatives. How do you balance all of this? Well, uh, it's it's hard, but I think if you love it, you just want to do it. Well, I mean, honestly, I've been really keen on teaching and delivering education, right? I mean, since my training days, I would grab onto the opportunity just to organize a small viva session and i would think wow that's so exciting and, and i still remember the day when i approached my uh, regional teaching lead and said can i organize airway workshops on this platform and and i got the go ahead and oh my god that was the best day of that year i can say and we worked hard and and that was the delivery of those airway work or workshops the first time on that platform and I'm saying that we haven't stopped. I mean, those airway workshops grew to the guys' international course right now. I mean, right now we did it virtually in the pandemic and we had 6,000 delegates from 100 countries. So it's just building up from where you start. And if you like doing it, you just keep on, keep on, keep on developing it further. As you just alluded to on the local level, I am the education lead at guys and I look after my department and the nurses and sort of coordinate all the teaching activities and work towards getting good exam results and keeping the eyes at the college updates and feeding them back to the department. On the regional level, I sort of coordinate the training days for our post-fellowship trainees, which is a monthly training day. So mm -hmm. that brings me, you know, in collaboration with our uh, regional experts. And on an international level, I worked uh, and organized the workshops at the World Airway Management Meeting in Amsterdam a year back. And um, that was a, a wonderful experience learning to deal and collaborate with experts all over the world whom you haven't met and you don't know, and, and then meeting just right at the event. So it's different experiences at different levels, which keeps it so exciting and, and it sort of energizes you. It's like a challenge every time at every level. <laughs> That's amazing. And uh, I mean, doing all of this, uh, getting involved in so many initiatives, um, did that experience um, prepare you for becoming a clinical content lead? Is there any, um, I mean, what are the um, uh, things that are similar? 
I mean, uh, yes, and I've been really working closely to the with the college before. I mean, attending the events as a, on from the delegate side and teaching at some courses like the training, the trainers course and the airway workshops. So was working with the team, but I really wanted to work closely. I mean, it looked very enterprising and this team wanted to do, I mean, progress further. And 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 I would say working at that different levels at different budgets and different level of events made me challenge myself. Look, I, I can bring this experience to the college and give give something back to the college, some a body which trains us all and contributes so much to us development. And you know, I wanted to challenge myself. I want to work at that national level and collaborate all across the country. And my desire to you know innovate myself. And I said, look, I can be I can be a key player there and let's go for it and luckily I've managed and and it and it's been wonderful since um, and through that I mean have you learned has, has the experience as a clinical content lead has it enhanced your personal learning or skill set uh, that you is there anything that you've gained um, personally for, from uh, being a clinical content lead uh, I mean I'd say that it was a mixed bag. Fortunately or unfortunately, I joined the college last March at a very challenging time, where, as everybody says, the the only certain thing was the uncertainty. I mean, yeah. I, was, I was really sort of worried about it. I'm joining a team in this time where everything is virtual. I still haven't met everybody. We started on a virtual platform. Will it be easy to get that teamworking spirit there where you haven't met those people? You don't know anyone. But thankfully to the various web meetings, the Zoom meetings, the chats, the phone calls, and, and the college's effort to feel make me feel so inclusive at that time where everybody was so uncertain. It, it really clicked well, and it looks like we've been working for ages. So, I mean, developing that team bonding at an uncertain time on a virtual platform was was a really a new skill, which, which, which thankfully worked well. I mean, and also on, on the delivery front, education was being virtualized at that time. We mm. hadn't worked much on that front. Loads of virtual platforms coming up, choosing what to deliver from, from the college platform. It was so many seesaws to balance COVID and non-COVID training, getting the time right, getting the prices right. People were getting bombarded with webinars, but still we yeah. wanted to keep going on and bridge that gap in education during this time where we still can't physically meet. So bringing that interactive element in those webinars, there were people who were saying, wow, this is amazing. I can do it in my pajamas. I can do it from <laughs> home. And then the same people saying, oh, I miss that interaction. I miss that college. I miss the going out. So it was just getting that balance right and trying to deliver. So. I mean, all these things, as much experience I had, I had not done this before and it was getting it right. And the college platform was the tricky bit. So it, I, I know from the college point of view and from especially from our events team that it it was um, a huge piece of work and they've done absolutely amazingly to try and get everything up and running in such a short period of time because it was so important. And what I also, I mean, learned and really enjoyed I mean bringing into my own education experience was the emphasis which we probably didn't put much ahead on topics like diversity inclusiveness well-being environment you know staying green I mean we were talking about them but not as much and we quickly adapted and 
you know, put up events and or webinars, I would stay at this time revolving around these topics to say from the college platform, look, we are on board with you. We are seeing what's happening around the world and we want everybody to talk of it from our stage. So, I mean, this was a great, great addition. I mean, which probably I didn't think about in the last five years working at different platforms. Fantastic. And um, going back to the uh, the role of the clinical content lead, I mean, what kind of important qualities do you think um, so someone um, that would be interested in, in doing this kind of role, um, what kind of qualities do, they, do you think that they should have? I mean, putting it in one line, I mean, what makes you a good educator is having a passion for delivering education. You got to enjoy it. I mean, it's a lifelong learning attitude, as I just alluded to, changing with the times, quickly adapting, and with that inner goal to professionalize yourself, you know, deliver it in a professional, sleek way. I mean, it goes with anything. It needs that commitment to deliver 100% till the final curtain is drawn. You don't just can't say, here's the program off you go do it on the day it's it's being there even even sitting as a delegate in your own event and and seeing it from that shoes it needs that commitment to get it going i mean you need those cookie communication collaboration and team working traits which for any program to shape up i mean and deliver smoothly there will be inevitable hiccups all along the way and it's only the team together that can go through it and and enjoy doing it You've got to learn to stay involved. I mean, there's a planning stage, the preparation stage, then the delivery, then you assess your event, you evaluate, you reflect. And 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 I could say the main effort is the planning stage. And and that's where you've got to be keenly involved. And and the more backup, backup plans you can have, the more stress-free is it. Think of everything possible that can go wrong. And in your mind, have a backup backup plan with virtual events, with physical events. The principles are just the same. I mean, you've got to realize that the backup plans are important. And and most importantly, as I say, connect with your audience, connect with your faculty, and 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 then lead. I mean, be a part to the solution. Feel for them. Why are they doing it? Why are they coming to attend it? Why are they coming to teach? And just make it easy for them. If 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 you can easily get around that, you can just then connect and lead them. Fantastic. Um, is there anything else about the role um, that you would like to add? Um, you mentioned that you didn't, uh, you didn't have, um, because there was one of the questions which says, uh, can you share your most interesting experience from your time as clinical content lead so far? Um, do you want to say anything about that? Uh, well, experience, interesting experience, yes. I mean, the first few meetings, I mean, it was, I was I hadn't met anybody. I didn't know who who is who, and I just was so formal, and 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 everybody was trying to be informal. So it 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 now when I look back and I really laugh at it. Oh my God! I thought actually I was like being interviewed, and we were just <laughs> everybody was sitting there having a chat and planning the events. So I mean, I'm, I'm saying that I still haven't met everybody. So it's 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 been really great so far. And, and 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 I would say luckily nothing nothing very exciting to share so it's good. <laughs> Thank you very I much. I don't have many disasters to share so it's been it's been really great so far. I mean the team has been doing a great job. If you could give one piece of advice to someone thinking about becoming a clinical content lead, what would it be? 
Well, I mean, the main advice is, I mean, look at it, do it if you want to do it, do do it if you love doing it. Don't do it just because you have to do it or it'll help you go professionally. Well, it just won't click then. Start at some local events, your department level, your, you know, and, and stay engaged throughout the event. Then ask yourself, did you did you really enjoy it? Would you put your effort again to to grow it more, to make it better next time? If yes, well then ask the question. Does your job planning fit into it? Does your work-life balance fit into it? Will your department support you? And and I mean, luckily, I was very lucky with the support I got from my department. They they would always, I mean, have their ears open for all the out-of-the-box ideas and and that's important. You've got to have the support around you. So if 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 all that clicks, yell, yeah, yes, then definitely go for it. And and you yourself would want to innovate and and join the team to develop the events further. Always, I mean, I would probably add to that if you are already doing it at your local level, learn to develop a structure with your events team. The as as we alluded before, the major work goes into planning and preparation. So work with your team into getting production ready, whether it's a virtual event or a physical event, and the more backup plans to them, set up deadlines or you know time frames with work with everybody, which are more realistic, and then you'll have your team with you rather than saying by tomorrow, oh, I want the whole faculty contacted. So work with your team. And be in your delegates and your faculty's shoes. Think, I mean, if I was a core trainee, would I pay this much? Would I attend this event if you're setting it up for your core trainees? Be in your faculty's shoes. Would they be able to get to this venue? Would they stay for the first talk in the morning and then the last talk? So, I mean, be in their shoes, connect to them is 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 what I would say to to get it right. Get in the habit, I would say, of delivering what you promise on your flyers or on your program, keeping an eye for the details on the program and avoiding disasters on the day. That little eye for details, whether it's a physical event or virtual. Believe it's substance more than style. If it's, you know, get out the communication to your faculty and your delegates early or make sure it's been done. If it's a physical event, getting to the venue, is it accessible, everything set up, or if it's a virtual event, the lens, everything is in one straight email before. Keep it simple for them. I mean, you've lost your audience if, if they've had problems logging in or they've had problems getting to you before or, or they've had to send you five emails before. So just keep it simple for everyone and 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 especially in the virtual world. Just keep it a click for everything and don't make it overcomplicated because then you've got them with you. And I mean, I'll just conclude by saying if you're enthusiastic, engaging, you will definitely pass on those vibes and positive energy to your team and your audience. And that will make the key contribution to any successful program, even at the college or anywhere, and, and that will make it grow. So I'll just say, I mean, if if you are that personality which we all are talking about, come come join us. And we are a great supportive team at the college and we'll make you dream big and we'll make you achieve those dreams. So join us. Fantastic. That's wonderful, Dr. Dua. Thank you for taking your time from your busy schedule to um, speak to me. And um, this will be well, in the bulletin in an abbreviated version. 
and um, everyone will be able to listen to this uh, podcast online as well. Thank you very much. Thank you, and thank you for giving me this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this RCOA podcast. Make sure you don't miss out on the latest episodes by clicking subscribe on your favourite podcatcher. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you give us a review. It helps others find our podcast. And finally, if you would like to access more podcasts as well as videos, e-learning, webinars and our programme of events and courses, you can find them all online at rcoa.ac.uk forward slash education. We hope to see you again soon.